It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podiman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once and always for joining me today. It is a great pleasure to be back on board to continue the offseason for the Minnesota Wild, the Draft and Free Agency 2021 edition. Always love doing this show because now we get to have an idea where things are headed into the next season, the additions the losses, and the hopes we may have with future players moving forward. Thank you, uh, obviously, websites like Hockey Database and Elite Prospects for having everything all in one place. Nice, beautiful cheat sheet for us on Brave the Wild. Minnesota Wild had somebody slip to them that was quite unexpected. A lot of people expected Jesper Wallstedt to move up uh, or to be taken earlier in the draft, possibly even by Edmonton, which surprisingly traded the pick to us as the Wild traded up to take Jasper Wallstead unexpected again that he would drop to us. Definitely a focus on a defense, defenseman per se, going through this draft. Only two forwards taken, both guys that can play some play some center, some forward, this and that. So they're, they're kind of versatile players. You get a hometown guy in Jack Pertz coming. Very exciting. He's going to North Dakota. But uh, yeah, he's, he's from Minnesota and he's the... Uh, Mr. Hockey for this past season. Very cool. Very happy to have Jack Pert on board. Second round. 54th overall. That was an exciting pick on Saturday. That was our first pick on that day, of course. Multiple first-round picks. I kept hoping and praying for Penelli, Penelli, but he slipped out of the first round. The Wild passed on him to take Carson Lambos. Not Lambeau Field, but Carson Lambos. We'll talk about him more extensively coming up here in a second. But uh, again... Uh, you know, bummer. I, I wanted Pinelli. He wound up going to the Los Angeles Kings. So, of course, we're going to look at free agency again, the comings, the goings. As there were some goings. In fact, both Ian Cole and Nick Benino gone. Both Belpedio and Brandon Mendel gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Um, kind of sad about those. Oh, yeah, and Philip, Philip, for, uh, Lindbergh gone. I almost called him Philip Forsberg, Philip Benino. Philip Forsberg actually would make a little more sense. Uh, Philip Forsberg, Philip Lindbergh. Have you ever heard of the Lindbergh? Yeah, well, the Pittsburgh Penguins have heard of him now. 
We'll see. Maybe he'll win a Stanley Cup with Pittsburgh. I'm sure uh, Mr. Hoppy would like that, but I hope he would prefer the Wild to beat the Penguins if we were to face off in the Stanley Cup final at some point. It would be a nice rematch, I guess, 30, 40 years later, however long it takes to get there. Uh, maybe Jesper Wallstedt will uh, hoist up that uh, Conn Smythe trophy in that series and say, ha-ha, beat you, Lindy. Beat you, Lindbergh. We'll just have to wait and see at the end of the day. Uh... Wallstead, I kept thinking he was the top goalie taken, but yeah, no, Sebastian Kosa was taken by the Detroit Red Wings, so Detroit has a goalie of the future as well. Sebastian Kosa out of Canada was taken, and of course, uh, Jasper Wallstead out of Sweden taken in the uh, quick little swap with Edmonton there. That ultimately was, uh, yep, so we, we, we leapfrogged the Boston Bruins from 22 to 20. I guess we were afraid that the Boston Bruins might take Mr. Wallstead, or possibly the Edmonton Oilers, who everybody thought, yeah, they're going to take Wallstead here. They need somebody at least to have something in the pipeline, like a legitimate starting goalie of the future who might end up being a great goalie, and it just didn't happen. Uh, definitely was intrigued from what I saw out of Jesper Wallstead, though. Obviously, there's there's something there. Uh, doesn't bite real easy on a lot of the deeks and all that, the deeks and stuff. He holds his ground, but at the same time, when he needs the quick movement to flail out and stop that puck, be it stick, uh, pad, or glove, or whatever. He does a hell of a job. Uh, very impressed with Jasper Wallstead. Seems to kind of have it all. He's got a good size to him, 6'3", uh, 212. Big, big, big man. Not too big like uh, Devin Dubnik, which actually kind of slowed him down. He's kind of that middle big, which is a little better, I guess. Turns 19 on the 14th of November. Born in 2002. Born in 2002. Damn, um, like 14 months after September 11th. I was 21 years, 22 years old on September 11th, the real one, the real September 11th. That just puts into perspective how old we're all getting, at least my generation's getting. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, was very impressed with Jesper, though. Jesper, not Jasper, but Jesper. Obviously, like most of the Euros, has played multiple leagues and all over the place, that uh, under 20 leagues and such. For Lule, <laughs> for Lule in the SHL, Sweden Hockey League, that's good, Swedish Hockey League, 22 games, 2.23 goals against average, multiple shutouts, it looks like two of them, of course. Save percentage of 9.08, which doesn't jump out at you at all, unfortunately, that's the one thing. But generally speaking, he had a very good save percentage everywhere, of course, is developing and all that. In the postseason in the Swedish Hockey League, though, only two games, not so well. Yeah, save percentage, 87%, three Point, basically three and a third goals given up and he lost he lost basically so <laughs> it's unfortunate it just didn't go well for uh, Lule uh, HF Lule hockey freaking team okay I'm just kidding uh, he'll be back there again next year in the Swedish Hockey League international games he played great in the under 20s uh, two two 2.4 goals against average save percentage nine two three very very nice but only two games small tiny sample size and lost so, oh, one and oh, I guess in two games. So, that's unfortunate. But obviously, getting just getting started, very highly touted, very thought of. And it's cool to know that we have a pretty strong goalie stable for the Minnesota Wild going forward. That's a large reason why Lindbergh left. Uh, it's like when Lindbergh signed with Pittsburgh, it's like, damn it, couldn't we have kept him? Why did we freak out? Uh, why did he have to leave and all that? But then it's like, well, yeah, you know, we still also have Hunter Jones who emerged nicely with the. Uh, AHL's Iowa Wild after a horrendous start. Of course, we'll talk about that in fan interaction. This will be a two-segment show, draft, free agency, all kind of crammed into one segment here, which is, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, lots of fun, though. Very much enjoying it. 
And, of course, again, fan interaction. Segment number two, thank you, Derek, as well. As I sent out a bad signal, basically, by encouraging people that uh, there's a show coming, let's talk, and then and then uh, Derek Felska added to that, and as he does so well. Thank you always so much, obviously, again. And you hear from him uh, in segment number two. But Jesper Wellstead, he's the main attraction to this draft, no question about it. Again, Hunter Jones still in the pipeline. Uh, after that, of course, Kakinen stays. Of course, we do still have the... <laughs> The uh, expansion draft to talk about as well a little bit. Interesting moves by the Seattle Kraken. Is of course I'll backtrack to that really quickly. It's just that Jasper Wallstead kind of the main you know story here I guess when you go into the draft. Free agency wasn't super exciting of course, but you know there, there's a hometown name coming back even though he's older. <laughs> talk about him shortly. Uh, but. Seattle, though, very interesting moves, of course, after the expansion draft. They did get Mark Giordano. He's got to be one of the bigger names headed there from the Calgary Flames, was was with the Flames forever, was a Norris Trophy winner, absolutely cool. Very defense-focused, and they have a legitimate starting goalie now to the Seattle Kraken. They have a legitimate starting goalie named Philip Grubauer. They signed Philip Grubauer. So all those uh, those three goalies they took, the Seattle Kraken, uh, I think the Ottawa one probably the most promising. At least nice numbers in small uh, small sample size. You have the Florida goalie and Detroit, if I remember correctly, uh, in their pipeline. But uh, Philip Grubauer is leaving the Columbus, uh, leaving the Colorado Avalanche. And Colorado then gets Darcy Kemper. They give up a haul to get Darcy Kemper from the Arizona Coyote. So the pressure's on Darcy. Now you get to be on a legitimate team. Hopefully the Wild can continue to have major success against Darcy Kemper because if we do, well, 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 my, my, my. Minnesota Wild might actually have a shot out of a little bit of a playoff run despite the fact that I think the personnel at this moment are a downgrade from last season. The locker room might be better. At least I hope so. Uh, I think Benino and Cole are major losses in the locker room, but Goligoski should be just fine. He's another former Pittsburgh Penguin who won the Stanley Cup with Bill Guerin, uh, so that's a good thing. Uh, he actually literally won the Cup with Bill Guerin because Bill Guerin was still lacing him up at that point, very late in his career. The 2009 Penguins, Alex Goligoski, so cool there. But again, big losses. I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but I guess you can kind of merge all these topics into one in a lot of ways. Carson Lambos, though, the other number one pick. I would have really been happy if this was Pinelli. I would have been really happy if this was Pinelli. I, I, I just would have been. I would have been. Carson Lambos sounds more like a second-pairing kind of guy, kind of like how we were talking about Philip uh, Johansson a couple of years back. I'm not trying to compare this guy to Philip Johansson. He'll probably be a legitimate NHL player, but remember how they were saying how Philip Johansson, that high IQ, can kind of do a couple, you know, can kind of do things well. Doesn't really stand out though. He's more of a top four type of guy, not a top two, but a top four type of guy. Um, and Philip Johansson, we'll see. That's still kind of a crapshoot out there with Philip Johansson. What's going to happen? Where this guy, I think Carson Lambos makes the National Hockey League at some point. Again, he was born in 2003. 2003. Feel old yet, guys? Feel old yet? The good news is most of these defensemen are reasonably sized, six foot one, two hundred. So got a little size there. He's not tiny at all. He's not huge either. So he's, not, and he's also not plodding. Uh, got started in the Western Hockey League, WHL, which uh, Isha Jerome loves very much. He loves the WHL. I like it too, Isha. I like it too. Just in case you're listening from the Soda Pod, <laughs> Winnipeg Ice. He played for the Winnipeg Ice and the. Catenate Ice as well. That's a nice names there. Interesting names, but he was the alternate captain in two games for that club. Played for the uh, under-20s and such. Kind of got out there. He was on loan. 
because the WHL was kind of in and out. That's why Adam Beckman played for the Iowa Wild, this and that. It was a big freaking mess. Hopefully we're going to get full-on juniors next year. Hopefully we don't find out this freaking variant nonsense is going to shut everything down again. You know, I'm, I have my opinions on the whole thing. It might not be the same as yours out there, a lot of you guys. Might not be, but I'll just leave that where it is. We don't have to argue. We can just talk hockey instead. Uh, doesn't put up great numbers. You see, he's kind of good at everything, but doesn't really stand out. That's why they're saying top four type of guy. You know, maybe he's going to be kind of like a Carson Soucy, but maybe a little bit better version, obviously younger. Maybe he'll get to the NHL faster than Carson Soucy did. But that's probably about what we're looking at. Like a 20-point kind of guy, 20 to 25 points, doesn't stand out on this, doesn't stand out on that, but a solid, more of a defensive defenseman. And that's like the story with a lot of the defensemen taken uh, to make the job easier on the goaltenders, I guess. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of what we've been doing forever. But then hopefully, again, some of these other guys are these high IQ character type of players, unlike uh, Suter, wanting his minutes, 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 minutes. And if we win, great, that kind of thing. If we don't, oh, that sucks. Oh, darn, we lost. So, uh, Zach, you ready to go golfing? Ready to go golfing, Zachy? Zachy boy? Okay, I'm just kidding. We'll talk about Zachy boy and uh, <laughs> Sooty boy shortly in the free agent segment. But uh, Carson Lambos going to replacing, uh, looks like to be replacing Carson Seriously, he's, he Even his name is Carson. You know, and again, that creative name, the Winnipeg Ice. Why don't they have the, just have the, uh, why don't they have the Indiana... Indiana wood floors, too, while they're at it. You know, the Indiana hardwoods. Let's go. Indiana hardwoods and then the, uh, for, for basketball. And then in the, in the you know, for like uh, some kind of like minor league baseball team, let's call them the grass, you know, the, the Greenland grass. Okay, I'm just kidding. The Green Bay grass. Let's go. Green Bay grass. Okay, the Green Bay infield. Great names. Oh, okay, I'm just full of crap, though. I'm sorry. I have to. I just have to chuckle at stuff like that. But Carson Lambos, all right. You know, let's go. Uh, Jack Pert, Pert, definitely Minnesota. Definitely Minnesota ties, of course. Mister Hockey for Minnesota. That's a good thing. And he's headed to St. Cloud State. Yeah, he's not the one going to North Dakota. It's yeah, another player coming up. Uh, Jack Pert. Jack Pert is going to St. Cloud State. Good for him. I forget what's the Carson Lambos. I think he's staying in the uh, WHL. Yes, yeah, he's staying in the WHL. That's what I thought. Yeah, when they really are the Winnipeg Ice. But actually, the logo is kind of cool. It's kind of got that squiggly look the Wild used to have, but then it's got like a like a real bear and stuff. Not like, uh, looks like an outline of a bear, like our logo. St. Cloud State, I don't like the Huskies, but, well, I like them more than uh, North Dakota. We'll just leave it at that. That's about as far as I go. <laughs> Interstate rival. That's fine, though. All due respect there. 5'11", 181, May 15, 2003. Wow. Wow. I was getting laid off at U.S. Bank at that time that this youngster was getting born. This son of a gun was getting born. But he is from, from Grand Rapids, Minnesota, so he might as well have gone to Fargo. Might as well have. He played for the Fargo Force in the U.S. Hockey League, of course, the United States version of junior hockey. Might as well have gone to, gone to there, but he wound up with St. Cloud. Cool. Good numbers for Grand Rapids High. Very nice numbers, 35 points in 18 games. So he might become more of the legitimate power play type of guy. Maybe the, uh, like a more offensive version of Spurgeon. I don't know. Or maybe he's the replacement for Brennan Mental. But when I saw defenseman after defenseman after defenseman after defenseman getting taken in this draft, I'm like, bye-bye Mental, bye-bye Belpedio. It's over. And it's over all right. It, it didn't take long to see that. But out of all the defensive taken, this guy, Jack Pert, has the most, it's got the most power play possibility. 
in the future, I gotta say. There's there's something there. He was fun to watch, putting the puck on net, and of course, again, simply doing that sometimes can get you assists. He had 11 goals uh, for Grand Rapids High as well in only 18 games. 35 points. Really nice. He should be really good for the uh, uh, St. Cloud State Huskies, I'm thinking. And, of course, again, they went to the National Championship game and got shut out by Philip Lindbergh and the UMass Amherst Club. Yes, uh, and Lindbergh is probably headed to the minor league system for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the team that uh, Bill Guerin used to manage. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, he's probably headed that direction, and we'll see. We'll see, but... Uh, Jack Purd, actually pretty exciting pick, even though it's like, damn, we still keep passing in all these centers, but it was literally bye-bye Belpedio, bye-bye Birdie, you know, it's over, especially Belpedio, 25 years old, and I think a lot of us want to wash our hands from that one, because it's a nightmare thinking about Belpedio and looking at Braden Point and his 90-point type capabilities and his Con Smythe leveled play in the postseason, it's just, gosh, dang it, you know, he didn't get the Con Smythe, but he's a, he's a winner, he's a legitimate star in the National Hockey League, and Belpedio yeah, got us two assists in a game. Um, that was cool, but they were kind of like second assists. It wasn't exactly like he made this great play for anyone. It just kind of happened. And he played like, what, four games for us. And now he's going to the Montreal Canadiens. So, that stinks. Canadian, uh, Caden, not Canadian, Caden Pankier. Sounds a little French at the end of the day. He will be playing for the Camelop Blazers, that is a cool logo. It's simple, but it's cool. I just, I love fire. I love fiery little logos like that. The bee and then the flame. That's cool. The Camloops Blazers of the. That's a cool logo. I like it. Simple but awesome. WHL. So again, Isha is going to enjoy that, and of course, we'll be covering that on MNW Prospects. Unfortunately, I don't cover the WHL unless they switch my. Uh, my duties. So far, again, I cover the Q, as we like to call it, and the BCHL. I know Isha likes that one, too. <laughs> nice numbers. Obviously, point a game. Point a game uh, last season. The year before, definitely just getting started. Super-duper young. Only 20 points, 55 games before COVID bullcrap. But, of course, that season was cut short with COVID bullcrap, too. Uh, but a very short season, and 23 points in 22 games. 11 assists, or 11 points, uh, goals, 12 assists. January 26, 2003, it continued to feel old there, but I, I like the size. Everybody's like over 6 foot, 6'2", 190, I like that. Shoots left, so he could play left wing if we really need him to. Uh, otherwise, uh, most likely center, and it's going to be fun keeping up with this guy. Hopefully he develops into something. He looked, uh, he looked like an intriguing pick, of course. Again, another character type of guy. Dylan Larkin, that's a center that I hope... Uh, Caden Bankier becomes, but uh, he turns 25 at the moment I'm recording this, this uh, episode on the 30th, so I'll fess up as to what day I'm recording. Uh, the 30th, Kyle Masters. Kyle Masters also hailing in. Let's go back here. Let's see where he's actually from, if they have it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. He is from Surrey, British Columbia. Yep, so that explains why he is playing in uh, the Western Hockey League, of course. Jack Pert, Minnesota. Lambos is uh, from Winnipeg and blah, blah, blah. He's actually from Winnipeg. Kyle Masters, another defenseman taking. And yes, Lambos is a left shot. Just about everybody taking has been left shots when it comes to the defenseman because that got really, really dry. Here's your right shot defenseman. April 9th, 2003. Edmonton, Alberta. That's obviously a hockey hotbed, no matter what you think. Only 174 in terms of weight, so got to put he'll put on some muscle. Might grow an inch or two. You never know. Guys, this young could easily grow an inch or two. Six foot, 174 at this stage. Right shot 
defenseman. He'll be playing for the WHL, the Red Deer Rebels. Bill Guerin must like the WHL more than uh, Isha Jerome. Jeez, and some of the other guys out there that like the WHL, especially anybody keeping up with Adam Beckman. I'm sure you love the WHL too. The Red Deer Rebels, I've heard of that team. Um, cool, cool Western Hockey League. Yeah, half a point a game so far last year, 10 assists, 10 assists. But again, more stay-at-home type, but he'll get some assists. He'll play a bit uh, in different situations. His first year, though, back in uh, 1920, only three points. Again, more likely a stay-at-home type, but we'll see. Play planner, as they say, according to uh, uh, prospects, elite prospects. He's a play uh, play planner. So that, yeah, moving the puck, not the most obvious target. So that does kind of sound like what they were saying about Philip Johansson, kind of he moves the puck, this and that. So he kind of gets things started, basically. Kind of kind of like the, he activates the rush, filling space on the weak side as a trailer, or becoming a forward in every situation. He sprints past his man. So that's really intriguing. Sounds like great skating ability. Cool. Sounds like great skating ability from Kyle Masters. That's actually kind of exciting. I should have read those descriptions a bit. It's just that, yes, anybody can read that. And, of course, another thing anybody can read that I think a lot of you would like to check out is Derek Felska's draft review. Crease and assist. Look that up. Uh, the Sports Daily. Crease and assist. Derek Felska's draft review of these guys. He does a great job with that. Of course, Lambos is a potent shooter with the skill. Yep, and he did have a shot. I was watching some video of him. He does have a nice shot. Um, he has a nice, powerful shot. That's That can help, obviously, again, on the power play in the future. Um, there's something there. It's just that, he, you know, again, he's more of a top four than a top two, but yeah, could be on the second power play unit. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, that Matt Dumba played a lot of times on the second power play unit. A lot of people might think he should be on the top, but unfortunately he hasn't. The third round pick again for Caden Bank here. Pardon me for that one. 83rd overall taken by La Wild. They say he's a skilled playmaker, pre-scanning for options that quickly passes to a teammate in scoring position, even off retrievals or when forced to backhand, usually makes a positive play. So, yeah, that's that's nice to know for sure. Josh Pilar, he's the other forward taken. Minnesota Wild and traded some picks away to move up, actually, to take Josh Pilar. They actually traded up to get this guy, did uh, Bill Guerin and, and the others. He is also a center, if I remember correctly. Yes, and he shoots right, six foot one seventy four. That sounds pretty similar to the other guy just momentarily. Warman, Sasquan, Canada. Oh my, another Western Hockey League, isn't he? He plays for the Blazers. Oh, that's right. He's teammates with the other guy. Yep, that's right. That's right. He's a teammate with the other forward there. Um, <laughs> the Blazers again. Yep, Caden Bankier. Boy, Western Hockey League, Western Hockey League, just whoever's got the Western Hockey League for uh, MNW prospects. I forget if it's, I think that's Brandon Quast. I can't remember if it's Brandon Quast or Justin Bakke. I think that's Brandon Quast, though. Boy, you're, boy, you've got a lot of prospects to keep up with, but you're probably, probably going to enjoy the hell out of it. The foundation of Kamloops Blazers forward, Josh Pillar's game is skating. Yeah, there you go. Derek, smile. I know Derek likes that. He identifies opportunities to further his speed advantage by baiting the defender with changes of pace and hesitations. Oh, I like that. Then accelerating once they reach. He's turned into a direct checker who forces poor decisions, supports the play, and occasionally gets involved physically. I like, I like. <laughs> Pretty cool. Good, really good numbers, actually. He might end up being better. Who knows? But that sounds really good, the skating. And I actually had better numbers than uh, 
Benguer, 29 points in the 22 games played for the Kamloops Blazers. Both of them played all 22 games, apparently. But this guy might end up being the better player. Maybe. Uh, he certainly has performed exceptionally well in the WHL. That rhymed a little bit. 44 points in the 60 games played, 63 games, pardon me, in 1920. 14 of those goals, eight, uh, excuse me, 11 goals last year, but 18 assists as well. Not 11 and 12, but 18 assists. I like what I hear from this one. So Josh Pilar, that may be why we traded up. Anywhere's number nine. Ooh, yeah, maybe we'll get a little jersey flap going on like the old number nine for the North Stars, huh? Maybe, we'll see. Nate Benoit, no, Nate Benoit. 182 pick, final pick of the draft for the Minnesota Wild this year from the place for the Tri-City Storm of the U.S. Hockey League. Yeah, this one's American-born. Bo, New Hampshire, USA, New Hampshire. That's more of a hockey hotbed out east. Of course, uh, New Hampshire, that's where the Gophers were able to <laughs> win the national title a few years back. A few years back, many years back, 2003. So this guy right here was about six months old when the Gophers beat them. About that, maybe now about four months old when the Gophers won their last national title. Wow. November 26, 2002, defenseman shoots left. Shoots left. Now, there, this is the guy going to the University of North Dakota. That's who it was. Okay, but he did play in the USHL, and he is going to the new University of North Dakota. Uh, not much going on in the USHL. Only three games, two penalty minutes, and was a plus one. Did not uh, accumulate any points. Uh, but the under-18 for Mount St. Charles Academy, that'd be high school, of course. 32 points in 33 games, 11 of them goals. Nice numbers there. And the year before, holy cow, in the AAA, Mount St. Charles Academy, 51 points. 123 penalty minutes, but again, twice the amount of games. Only 33 this past year, of course, a late start. And then um, 63 games uh, the year before, but 51 points. Of course, again, it's such a early level in the uh, in, in the hockey world. Of course, you never know what kind of numbers you're going to get. Uh, no description on this one, unfortunately. But we'll have to wait and see how he turns out. Another left-shot defenseman headed to the University of North Dakota, so, def so good enough to at least play for uh, one of the best programs in the NCAA. Uh, we'll see what happens with Nate Benoit. Again, nice, interesting pick, at least from what we can tell. Uh, six foot one, 181, like the size, like the size. Only one guy was 5'11". That was Jack Pert, and he's got some really nice offensive potential, I think, going forward. So that's the good part. Uh, the, the smallest guy is at least the offensive one. The rest of these guys might be kind of a little bit of everything with some uh, physicality mixed in. Hockey database is acting weird, but uh, actually, well, elite prospect seems to be a little more descriptive overall, generally speaking. So now we'll attempt to move on to, into free agency if humanly possible. So Brad Hunt at this moment is an unrestricted free agent. I don't think he's signed anywhere. I'll probably kind of try to dig that up here if I can. I don't think he did, but Nick Medino's off to the San Jose Sharks for <laughs> two years at 2.05 uh, annual value. So there you go. Looks like the Canucks signed Brad Hunt. So there you go. Canucks sign Brad Hunt to a one-year contract. We'll see what happens there. That's according to Sportsnet, Canadian website, of course. So they're all gone. They are all gone. Uh, Brad Hunt, 800000 contract with the Canucks. So congrats, uh, congratulations getting that 
uh, wrapped up Brad Hunt, able to stay in the National Hockey League and make a couple bucks here, 800 grand more. Good for him. That's a lot of money. Even though it's not a lot of money in the pro sports world, it's still a lot of money in general. That's like CEO money for a lot of people. Congratulations, Brad, and good luck. Good luck. Love that smiling face. Great guy. Awesome guy, Brad Hunt. Um, Dmitry Sokolov, of course, was basically not tendered a qualifying offer. We'll see what happens to him. Uh, that's another one. It's just kind of like, it's a bummer. You know, I mean, we all had hopes. He was an intriguing seventh-round pick, you know, 50 points in the Ontario Hockey League. But it kind of is what it is. So far, nothing on him. Still at age 23, nothing on him as to him being signed. We'll see what happens again. Louis Belpedio is off to the Montreal Canadien. Oh, bummer. I believe it's a two-way contract, if I remember correctly. Yep, two-way contract, one year with Montreal. Good luck. Maybe win a Stanley Cup there. We'll see. But a one-year, two-way contract. Louis, it's time to break through. You're 25 already. The Skokie, Illinois native. He'll be turning 26 next May. But, yeah, that's way far away. So what am I bringing up that for? Dakota Mermis was brought back. Two-way contract. So good for him. Again, Carson Soucy off to the uh, Seattle Kraken along with some other intriguing players. Uh, Braden Schwartz also signed with the Seattle Kraken. So, again, they have all those strong defense, and they even inked Braden Schwartz. Uh, they pluck him from St. Louis. They pluck Philip Grubauer from Colorado. They have uh, Mark Giordano from the Calgary Flames. Damn, that's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Kyle Pitlick was taken by Seattle, wound up trading to the trade to the Calgary Flames. So good luck to him, Mr. Pitlick. Uh, again, son of Lance Pitlick. Of course, multiple Pitlicks all over the place. That's a funny name, but, you know, nice hockey family there. Gerald Mayhew is a free agent at the moment. Everybody loves him in Iowa, but unfortunately just has not panned out as a National Hockey League player. It was, I, I wish, I really wish. Uh, not hearing anything now. Nice leader, nice valuable scorer at the AHL level, but unfortunately one of those kind of guys that's just good in the uh, AHL. Still nothing going with Kirill Kaprizov. Still kind of waiting there. Still waiting with Kevin Fiala, which is extremely frustrating. We'll probably have an update, free agency update going forward and those guys sign. Maybe they'll sign in the same week. Maybe one of them will never skate for the Wild again. Maybe not. Maybe there's big trades coming and maybe it's happening right now and I don't even know it. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, other transactions. We'll get to some of these minor league ones in a couple seconds here. And then we'll talk about the more significant ones and of course the departures. I'm kind of going all over the place. Uh, Brennan Mendel traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a 7th round pick. 7th Round, that's all we could get is a seventh round pick. It's basically trading the rights to Brendan Mantle because they haven't signed him yet. That type of thing. Brendan Mantle, man, what could have been? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if Toronto gives him a shot and he winds up becoming a wonderful player. Toronto has a lot of offensive players on that team. If Brendan Mantle can somehow mix in and find his way on the power play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, he might put up some spectacular numbers. Uh, Dakota Mermis, yep, contract extended, two year, two year, uh, two way contract. Andrew Hammond contract extended, so the Hamburglar returns Rubble Rubble. One year, two way contract for Rubble Rubble himself. Andrew Hammond coming back. <laughs> Joe Joe Cramarosa, two year, two way contract as well. He's a center for the Iowa Wild and obviously one of those emergency like replacement type of guys that you can call up. Suter and man, I can't even believe it. Isn't it? Isn't that crazy? 
Suter and Parisi waived uh, for, uh, for purpose of buyout contract. Pretty crazy, again, how that took place. Uh, Nick Bukestad, I believe I talked about that on the last show. One-year contract extension. And Jewel Erickson, eight-year contract extension. We talked about that. JT Brown retired and will now be color commentator for the Seattle Kraken. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, the Wild didn't panic and make any type of weird trade with Seattle like we did with Vegas. So we'll see what happens. Carson Soucy, obviously there's something there. Good luck to him. Gabriel Dumont, of course, he's an unrestricted free agent at the moment. Matt Barkowski, unrestricted free agent. And Louis Belpedio signed with the Montreal Canadiens for one year two-way contract. Nick Medino, two-year contract at just over $2 million per for the San Jose Sharks. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have minded bringing him back. Uh, Fredri, Freddie, as they call him, Goudreau, two-year contract to Minnesota. That's nice and everything. I mean, he, he brings something. I'm still not 100% sure as to how much he brings. But, uh, well, he's cheaper, 1.2. He's cheaper than $2 million, I guess. And he's about seven years younger than Benino, so that does make sense. I, I get that part. Um, still sad, though. I really like Nick Benino. I thought he was valuable. But uh, Goudreau can win a couple face-offs, and he can play on the lower. Uh, obviously, he's a fourth-line center, as he's penciled in at the moment. Nico Sturm will be on his left side at the moment if Sturm isn't going to play center. I think he's a better center than a wing, but he can play both. According to Russo's uh, uh, depth chart, this and that. So, uh, Dmitry uh, Kulikov signed, age 30. He's played a bit. I'll get to him in a second, sorry. Uh, 2.25 per uh, two-year two contract. Joe Hicketts, minor league player, signed. Left shot defense has played in 32, no, has played in 22 NHL games, only five points, all with the Detroit Red Wings. That'll be a little bit of a theme going forward here. Uh, Dominic Tajon has played center, so again, he's probably replacing one of the centers lost for the Iowa Wild. He'll be going to Iowa most likely. No points in nine games for the Detroit Red Wings, 25 years of age. Hicketts was not drafted. He's 25 years old. Left shot defense. Tajon, 25 years old. Left shot center. Uh, good size for him, six foot two, but no points so far in the NHL. Kevin Kazuzman, <laughs> left shot defenseman, 30 years of age. He's had a cup of coffee in the NHL, undrafted all of these guys, but at least they get to make some uh, minor league money. He, of course, was with the Pittsburgh Penguins minor league system, so Bill Guerin well affiliated with this guy. No question about that. Uh, obviously, uh, Frederick Goudreau as well. Uh, big fan, apparently. When it comes to uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Dean Evison and Mr. Bill Guerin. So, yep, definitely some affiliation there. I believe that's the end of those. Some of the other yeah, minor league ones, but of course, you got Goudreau coming in as well. Freddy, Fred, Freddy or Frederick, whatever you want to call him. Goudreau. Obviously, not the most exciting numbers of all time. Johnny Goudreau not quite not traded away from Calgary yet. A lot of people thought he might have been traded a while ago, but uh, this guy's definitely got that French name, Frederic Goudreau, from PQ, of course, Vermont PQ. He's played with the Predators again. This is familiarity with Dean Evison with the Milwaukee Admirals. In 103 games, he's at 18 points. Doesn't put up the numbers, just doesn't. But he wins some face-offs. He's kind of like. Uh, who was that guy's name years ago we had? 
I'm blanking now. Zenit Kanapka, I think it was. Great face-off guy. Didn't do a whole lot else, so we'll see. But, uh, well, at least the coach likes him. It's kind of like that, unfortunately, <laughs> going forward. Again, of course, you got Alex Goligoski at the moment. I don't know why they put her... Well, yeah, he'll be playing with... Yeah, because they're not going to break up Spurgeon, or excuse me, Dumba and Brodeen. So Goligoski will be penciled in with Jared Spurgeon. Pretty wild. No pun intended there, or I guess it kind of is. Uh, Alex Goligoski, one year, $5 million for Alex Goligoski. He can form a gopher, but unfortunately, just turned 30 years of age. In fact, happy birthday, Alex Goligoski, July 30th. That's right. So just one year after me, I turned 42 yesterday. Yeah, he's definitely uh, aged, but the skating is fantastic. His mobility is fantastic. They really like his mobility and his skating, and he stayed in the NHL forever. He's definitely not one of those guys that's bounced around. Had 42 points with the Dallas Stars. I remember him very well with Dallas years ago. Did very well with that club. Did win the Stanley Cup with the 9 Pittsburgh Penguins. He was kind of in and out, but he still had 20 points in only 45 games that year. He's been productive everywhere he's gone. Unfortunately, his numbers have been on the slight decline which is a bummer, 429 career points in 924 games. Very accomplished guy. Could possibly reach that 1,000-game uh, plateau, depending on how many games he plays this year. In fact, he would barely make it if he was able to play every game. It would be kind of cool, though. It'd be nice to see. Um, he has been durable most of his career. He had 80. He played. He missed only two games in four years. Maybe they were just sitting out before the postseason or something in 14 and 15 for the Dallas Stars. Just missed one game. <laughs> each of those two seasons uh, and that's pretty crazy and then played all 82 for Arizona and Dallas in uh, the 15-16 and 16-17 seasons very productive everywhere he's gone he's averaged like mid-30s in points uh, had a big jump in goals in a second year with Arizona 12 goals but had the assist drop off a little bit still will end up with his usual 35-ish points very productive with the Minnesota Gophers and <laughs> played with that great Gopher team that got upset in the first round by the frickin' Holy Cross Club. That was embarrassing. Oh, that was embarrassing. We lost to McGregor and the... Oh, that was bullcrap. Uh, but $5 million one year for Alex Goligoski. Cool, cool addition. Nobody's complaining about it, really. Uh, nobody's jumping out of their seats either, necessarily. Uh, and then you add a guy who... I guess a couple of character guys, as we stay of the defense... Dmitry Kulikov, Dmitry Kulikov, $2.25 million. We wound up giving up an Elon Cole, Ian Cole, unfortunately. He wound up with the Carolina Hurricanes for basically $2.9 million, only one year, but definitely more expensive than the guy, uh, than this guy. 2.25, two-year contract. Has played in the NHL his entire, his entire career, played in the KHL during that stupid lockout, but otherwise he's been an NHL player pretty much ever since he got drafted. Well, no, one year after. He played in the queue the year before. No, he did play in the NHL right away. Wow, 14th overall pick. Uh, very high draft pick. Was an offensive player like you wouldn't believe in the queue for the Drummondville Voltiagers. Pretty cool. 62 points in only 57 games. But after that, became more and more of a stay-at-home type of guy. Kind of adjusted. Just He just wasn't an offensive player in the NHL. Uh, last year, wound up with only four points in 48 games. Definitely a stay-at-home kind of guy. He's he's not super physical, but he's physical enough. He's intelligent, high IQ, and a, a mobile guy. Actually, a pretty good skater. So he'll be helpful one way or another. He'll be on that bottom pairing, most likely. He might have wind up... Uh, at the moment, they actually have him on the second pairing, but that's just for now. No. Yeah, yeah. they have him paired up with the other newcomer, John Merrill, who's also a left shot. 
Kulikov, Goligoski are all left shot. Uh, Goligoski and John Merrill are all left shots. But somebody's going to have to play on the right at the moment, just like uh, Ian Cole did last year. I left Carson Soucy on the right side, our left side where he likes to play. So that ended up working out just fine. John Merrill, 29 years old, got that mullet. In, again, another character. People really like this guy. He's been all over the place a bit. Second round pick, 38th overall in the 2010 draft. Kulikov was uh, the 14th pick in 2009. Michigan, uh, this guy played with Michigan in, uh, from 11 to 13, so three years there. Not big numbers. Character guy. People do like him. Played with Montreal last year. Was in the cup final. I remember seeing the name. I remember seeing him with Gold, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights for three years. Was taken by the Golden Knights. Especially in year number two, you saw him more visibly. But career high of 15 points. Never great numbers. Again, more of a stay-at-home kind of guy. Third-pairing type of guy. Doesn't play in a lot of different situations. Maybe a little bit of penalty kill. But doesn't stand out a whole lot. Just solid, solid third-pairing guy for now as we're not looking at adding a ton of salary at the moment. John Merrill added on board for 850000 So not an expensive guy at all. One-year deal. Kulikov got a little bit of term with two years thus far. So he's got the longest contract uh, along with Freddie Goudreau, both of them with two-year contracts in the offseason. Uh, when it comes to newcomers, of course, massive extension. For Jewel Erickson, I got an eight-year extension. Eight-year extension. Wow. Yeah, huge extension for Mr. Jewel Erickson. I can, he'll be making big bucks for many, many years. He'll be making big bucks until the twenty uh, until the spring of 2029, or shall we say the summer of 2029, where we'll re-up him for eight more years. Okay, I'm just kidding. Probably not that long. Kapokakinen stays. He'll be backing up Cam Talbot. Might even be spot starting, or might even be a starter. Maybe it'll be a platoon. Who knows what's going to happen at Talbot and Kakinen. Uh, Kakinen's 10 years younger. Glad to have him in the fold, but now we got some other guys with Jones, Hunter Jones, and uh, Jesper, Jesper Wallstedt in the future there. Uh, Ryan Suter wound up going to the Dallas Stars for another $11 million, basically, coming along the way. He's making some big bucks. Uh, good for him, Ryan Suter. A four-year deal with the Dallas Stars. That is pretty crazy stuff, actually, at the end of the day. Um, good for him. Good for him. Zach Parisi looking to go to the New York Islanders at the end of the day. I believe, yes. And he keeps and he's talking about how he's going to miss Minnesota and all that. And I understand. Totally understand that. It's just that uh, <laughs> that's how that goes. I mean, uh, we'll see. I guess he's going to miss the quick trip stuff as well. So is he up four years, $3.65 million per going forward for uh, Ryan Studer. As for Zach Parisi, talk continues to be about him and the uh, New York Islanders, and that's pretty much what we expected forever, pretty much. That's who tried to trade for him before, and they keep talking about they're going to bring him in with Kyle Palmieri, Zach Parisi. So I don't think anything's official yet. Is it a year? Is it two years? Not sure. Um, I'm not sure if it's a done deal yet. As it just keeps kind of, it's just been kind of there thus far. Yeah, they're just saying they're bringing him in. So Zach Breezy will be with the New York Islanders. I'm guessing it's a year or two. It's not going to be four years like Ryan Suter. Suter's durable. Suter lasts forever. It took a freak injury to get him down. But uh, at the end of the day, not many people were too excited about him being with the, 
with the Wild. Yep, so as, as of two days ago, they're saying he's planning to sign with the Islanders, but nothing has been released yet with those uh, with the Islanders and Zach Parisi. So we'll just have to wait and see with that one at the end of the day. So we'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction after this. here on Brave the Wild, segment number two, fan interaction segment, two-segment show. It looks like the sun's finally starting to show. We've had so much smoke here in the Twin Cities the past few days with finally getting a little bit of north wind to bring the humidity down, and here comes the smoke. So thank you, Manitoba, and I guess northern Minnesota even, and a little bit of Ontario. I'll try to talk louder. I think I've been talking a little too quiet. I apologize for that. I'm kind of scared of this evil something upstairs. I'll just leave her at that. Let's get to the Vigit application. would like you to join on that. The Vigit application, no cost to you. No cost to you. Um, basically, you can use it as social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. It's a, it's a free betting application. Obviously, not betting real money, but kind of like uh, you can compete against other people. That's the whole point. Uh, Vigit betting leaves month-long betting competition to see who is the best sports better over the course of the month. Number three, free-to-play sportsbook. Bet free coins, win real prizes. So, again, you could bet free coins. Again, it's pretend coins, but you can win real prizes like national competitions and such, stuff like that. You, you know how things go with those, and it's a lot of fun. What if you do win? Uh, betting stats, there is great public information on Vigit line movement where the public is betting. You can kind of use it as a cheat sheet as well. Maybe you are really betting out there elsewhere. But uh, at the same time, the information is there, whether you're really betting or you're kind of doing it with play money like this and competing against others. Football season's coming up. Football season's coming up. It's training camp already. Purple Mafia is going to come back to life again one of these days if I feel like it. No, it will eventually. I just, I'm still enjoying like off-season conversation about hockey and basketball, but hockey especially, way more so. Um, this is not real money wagering. Not real money wagering, the Vigit application. So you're not using real money and will not... There will not cost you anything either. Uh, when you're asked about a referral code, type in Paladino Live, all one word, Paladino Live. And I thank you in advance very much for any of you that would be willing to do that. It won't cost you a penny at all. So the Twitter account, at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild. Can't thank Derek enough also and always for tweeting this out. He says, I have a question about the Minnesota Wilds 2021 draft class or their free agency moves. Ask Brave the Wild. Just tag your question. Hashtag BTWMN and ask as many questions as you please. Please retweet to Tom Han and Jody and Mr. Johan. <laughs> I really appreciate all of you guys, Jay Bushy and such. Uh, and if any of you were to send anything after I'm done doing the show, I'll just I'll just do it on the next show. So I apologize. And it probably won't be too long from now because I just got a feeling something's about to happen. I got a feeling I might end up doing a short show soon. And Fan Interaction will be very much on that show as well. So again, at Brave the Wild. Derek leads things off here on my birthday, the 29th. Pretty cool. With the free agent moves to add Alex Galagasi, Kulikov, and Goudreau, there are more or less, there's more or less just enough cap room to re-sign number 97 and number 22. Will 
that be enough to make this better than a one-and-done playoff team for this season or not? Hard to say. It is hard to say. It kind of depends on the development of the young guys. Like, did did uh, Jewel Eriksson-Eck really step up? Or, I mean, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, I mean, is he going to continue to get better is what I'm trying to say <laughs> as I stumble around. Is he going to continue to get better? Can uh, Kevin Fiala be more consistent? If if that were to take place, I think his team could really be something. Obviously, Kirill Kaprizov takes the next step as well. Yeah, yeah, why shouldn't they get better? Um, I think we should get out of the first round this time. I think so. I mean, we took Vegas pretty far. Yes, Vegas did not have Max Pacioretty, and he's a valuable player. But Max Pacioretty is not, you know, he's not Sidney Crosby. We all need to remember that as well. That's another kind of comeback you can have. Yeah, I'm no genius. I'm no genius, and I know some of you might be better geniuses than I am, that type of thing. <laughs> be it sarcasm or for real. Um, I think I think we have downgraded in a lot of areas as well, and it is sad to see. It's not sad to see Suter go. It's sad to see Suter the player go. It's not sad to see Suter the dictator go. Suter the dictator go. I was thinking about writing an article about that, but I got a feeling I'd get so much flack, not only from Wild fans, but probably from fan-sided people as well. It's it's a, I'm thinking of doing it. I want to. I try not to be too harsh, but to kind of help, you know, just to kind of, kind of get the story out there a little bit, at least my from my perspective. I'm not necessarily Michael Russo, who was there to see a lot of things, and even he probably didn't see everything either. Not everybody saw everything, but you can kind of read between the lines. That's the whole point, reading between the lines with uh, Ryan Suter. And you're probably not far off if you do. You're probably not. Um, there was some, it looks like there was a response. Josh, okay, might as well get to him. Josh, uh, he responded to Derek Felska, basically. Uh, he says, and it's at Crease and Assist as Derek's uh, Twitter account, I really don't think they will. Either we are in the hunt, or he is useful, or we aren't, and he wants to be a and he wants to go to a contender. Who's that? Um, oh, this is a different question. That's why I was like, "What is what am I saying?" This is about Goligoski. Gal- uh, Derek Felska says, "Will the Wild regret giving Goligoski a full no-trade clause? If it's true, there is an agreement to possibly look for an extension mid-year." Do you think that's the right move, or should we be looking to give more opportunities to young players? And then Josh says, I really don't think they will. Either we are in the hunt, and he is useful, or we aren't, and he wants to go to a contender. So, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you might end up uh, trading him to a team that he'd be willing to go to, because usually no-move clauses are limited. They're like a couple teams. It's not like the whole NHL, especially at this stage in Goligosky's career. I don't think he's, I don't think he's that... Uh, tight about it like i'll only go to nobody i'll go to be only go to maybe five possible teams and screw all that so we'll just have to wait and see i guess at the end of the day i would like to see young players get opportunities i would like to see that though and i think we we, we need that in a big way i think so but uh, garen is trying to go for a little move here right now as well at the same time because Suter is a big loss i'll miss the player i won't miss the I won't miss the guy in the locker room, though. Derek continues, says, which player taken by the Minnesota Wild after the first round of the draft excites you the most? Which one do you think is a bit of a head-scratcher? Well, head-scratcher, huh? Um, the one that excites me the most might be Josh Pilar. It's either Pert or Pilar. 
I like Josh Pilar. I mean, that's the skating, and then the, he had better numbers than uh, Bankier. Uh, Pert's probably the obvious one, just because, oh, he's a local guy, and he's got some serious power play capabilities. He, he's going to be a good player, I think. At least I hope so. He's either going to be a good player, or he's just going to be good in the AHL level if he's unable to pan out. But um, Josh Pilar, I think there's something. I think that could be an exciting one. Fourth round, 127. A little risky. Um, head scratcher. Maybe Lambos at where, at, at where he was taken. I have nothing against Lambos at all. He sounds like a second-round pick to me. <laughs> it's mostly, I, I really wanted Pinelli. I really wanted Pinelli. Lambos is kind of like a safe, you know, like they're even saying, like, yeah, that sounds like something that Chuck Fletcher would take, a safe, boring pick, blah, blah, blah. Sounds like Chuck Fletcher, you know. That's, yeah, I mean, I guess Lambos, there's nothing against him. Maybe, you know, I hope he does fantastic. I hope Lambos is just the best defenseman ever. What, uh, whatever we're going to say. I doubt he's going to be a superstar. But um, Pinelli, there's, there was something. He's, you know, I've heard different takes on Pinelli that he's a good skater and others say he's not a good skater, this and that. When I saw, he looked like he's at least a deceptive skater. Deceptive. Deceptive is good. And that's what Pilar is as well, it sounds like. And also he's a capability of being a fantastic skater. Not just, not just speed like Zucker, where it's not deceptive. It's just straight line speed, which isn't always that good. That's why Zucker hasn't become a star. Uh, Zucker's good, but he's good in spurts. He's like Eddie Rosario for the Twins. He'll hit three home runs in a week, and he'll strike out 15 times the next week. You know what I'm saying? Which, uh, that's what I that's what I thought about Jason Zucker. He's that Jock Jones, Eddie Rosario, corner outfielder type, where he can be freaking awesome, and he can be disappointing. That type of thing. Um, no offense to Zucker. It's just that I hope Josh Pilar, obviously he's taken later than Zucker and he has to get there first before you get too excited about Zucker versus Pilar. Zucker's like light years ahead at this stage. But Pilar sounds like an exciting pick. Long story longer. I apologize for babbling too much. Um, obviously very exciting about Jasper, but, but you said after the first round, didn't you? Shoot. You did, didn't you? You did. <laughs> you did. Uh, maybe Benoit. I mean, just not too exciting. Not too exciting, I guess, at the end of the day, Nate Benoit, but we'll see. Obviously, not a whole lot to say yet. Um, <laughs> that's kind of my take there. Um, we'll continue before I babble too much and bore you to death, Derek, much less anyone else. Uh, Brian Herrera, there he is, says, uh, with centers, I probably, let's see if this actually opens up into something bigger. Nope, it doesn't. With centers, the only spot we really need to fill, how about a trade for Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Dumba and next year's first-round pick? Mm, I would have, I would not have minded that. I would not have minded that. I mean, Dumba doesn't excite me too much. It's just uh, at the end of the day, we, we might go from having a ton of good defensemen to almost nothing left. That's my only fear. Obviously, centers worse off than the defensemen. Yes. I would have loved to have Ryan Nugent Hopkins, though. I would have. If it meant we could have kept Susie, that would have been nice as well. I would have loved to have Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Some people think I've been overrating him a little bit. Others think that this, he'd be a fantastic addition. Uh, that might be a little expensive, but maybe not. Jay Bushy says, I was glad they selected some defensemen in the draft because we don't have many of them as prospects. Your thoughts on those selections? Yeah, I think they're mostly pretty good. Obviously, you know, Lambos, he's not a bad pick. He's, he's just maybe an overly safe pick. Um, Jack Pert, very exciting. I think he's the most exciting of all the defense, and Lambos is the safest. Uh, Josh Pilar's a, he's a, I think he's a right shot center, if I remember correctly. But I have nothing against all the defense I've taken. You got Pert, you got Lambos, you got, uh, 
Benoit. Pilar is a... They don't even say... Oh, yeah, he's a right shot center. Cool, cool. Maybe he could play right wing if need be. Uh, Pilar. Oh, I'm excited about that guy. Uh, so he's the one that intrigues me the most. Nate Benoit. Yeah, Kyle Masters is the right shot, and Benoit's another lefty, bigger guy, which I think is a good thing. It's just not a whole lot of numbers necessarily. But then again, actually, no. He just didn't actually play at anything uh, after 18. That's the thing. Very limited action. I believe Nate Benoit was injured, if I remember correctly. And I know uh, Matt, uh, Lambos as well. There was talk about him actually going top 10, if not for the injury. So maybe I should just shut my big-ass mouth about that. Uh, where Lambos actually had a pretty bad physical ailment uh, a year ago. And it was not COVID. It was something else. So that type of thing. Kind of a, yeah, kind of one of those rare, confusing type of things. Um, whereas... Uh, they say he could have gone as high as top 10. So at the end of the day, maybe I'll just shut my mouth about it, stop complaining, and be happy to have him at the end of the day. It's just, you know, we'll see. He's definitely a safe pick. And Pinelli, I was just intrigued by Pinelli. Maybe Pinelli will never mount to much of anything. Maybe he's the next J.T. O'Sullivan. I, I I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, part of it. J.T. O'Sullivan played for the Bears, a quarterback. <laughs> Patrick O'Sullivan for the uh, obviously former second-round pick for the Wild that a lot of people thought was going to be better than Brent Burns was. That Brent Burns was the second-round pick and Patrick O'Sullivan was the first-round pick. Huh. Flip that around and, uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh my God. <laughs> would you look bad? Or, wow, would you look good going on the Brent Burns side on that one? Mm-mm. That's insane when you think about that. So that wraps up fan interaction. A little shorter than I thought, but that's fine. Maybe people are busy doing their own thing. And hey, the, the more that comes, the merrier. I think there was some interaction, though, as well, outside of the BTWMN that before. I'm going to press the notification button here because I think there was more interaction, me babbling around with others, if I remember correctly. Lots of follows, which is really nice. Uh, Derek Fosca, also an article about Mr. John Merrill. That's cool. Also, again, a major thing, Brandon DeHeim. That was uh, what's intriguing. So he was also brought back on a two-year contract. Two-way in the first year. The second year is one-way. The second year is one-way, and Michael Russo is saying that means he's probably going to be in the NHL. He's that close to being in the National Hockey League, and he might even make it this year. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Brandon DeHeim suited up for the Minnesota Wild as soon as this season. Uh, Miko, number nine, Mini Puck Panda, Wish me a happy birthday. Thank you very much. Derek also did as well, if I remember correctly. And, yep, he did. I got to back up probably. Um, there was a bit of interaction here, but some of it's just uh, information. I was thinking that losing Manel and Lindbergh leaves a very sour taste in my mouth. What does Freddie Goudreau bring us? Doesn't look like a whole lot. And I sent that into SodaPod for the questions. We'll see if they answered that. I'm guessing they did, but the, that show hasn't been released yet. Um, I te I was telling each Jerome I love I love when he talks about him being a Canadian all the time because I did tease him on multiple shows about that. Like he keeps saying I'm well being a Canadian. Well, from being from Canada, you know, being from Vancouver as a Canadian, you know, it's like yeah, 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 we know. But I'm mostly just teasing him. I I have nothing against Canada at all, and I certainly have nothing against Isha Jerome. Fun guy, as a hoppy as well. Great hockey. Uh, devil's advocate type of guy, which is good. You know, definitely creates a lot of uh, a lot of discussion. Hobby does a hell of a job on uh, the soda pod. Well, with that, mm, most of these are just like sharing things and this and that. Hockey forums, 
Not a whole lot of discussion. I think I think I'm good for now. Oh, it looks like Brian Herrera responded to something a little little while back. I was saying, okay, I was saying, okay, I'll give it one last shot. We know Marcus Felino is going to get one of the alternate captains for sure. Oh yeah, I was talking about Kirill Kaprizov becoming an alternate captain. Yep, a few weeks back. I was saying that wouldn't be the worst choice. Other people thought I'm a little crazy. He's too young and this and that. Brian Herrera says both are very good choices. Also throw in Dumba into the mix because of his locker room presence. Yeah, uh, Matt Dumba's probably going to get the other A for now. I, I, I think so, as I was saying on the other show. Uh, the grand dude basically said yes, like I'm being stupid. So thank you for that. <laughs> I don't know. Does he even follow me? Of course not. Of course not. They don't even follow you, but they want to make sure you feel stupid. That's always really nice. Really, thanks. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, and, and Russo unfortunately didn't respond to this. I was asking him how, in one of the recent podcasts, he mentioned that Manny Fernandez is extremely bitter with the Minnesota Wild organization. Is it because he was traded or something else? And no, no response. So, I don't know. Manny Fernandez is very bitter with the Wild for some reason. What's this all about? I would rather keep Susie than Greenway. Am I wrong? And then, yeah, you are. Okay, thank you for that. I'm guessing they don't follow me. Of course not. Shocking. Shocking how they don't follow me. <laughs> That's how that goes. Um, yep. Oh, Derek was saying, yep, and I agree with this. I remember that. Yep. He was. Uh, Derek says, he was, yeah, Manny Fernandez was by far the moodiest goaltender we ever had. He never seemed happy, and the fact he's apparently bitter, I'm not even sure what to say. I thought the organization treated him fairly well. They did. They gave him a nice contract, and then they traded him to Boston, and we weren't really going anywhere at the time. Uh, sorry, Nicholas Backstrom was doing super well. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, yep, Elon said, it was a Mapex drummer, says, whoa, I missed this. That sucks. Wonder what happened. But again, Manny... I think that's it. Yeah, I, I may have missed some stuff, and I apologize. Oh, yeah, I was talking about... Yep, I would rather keep Susie than Greenway. Am I wrong? Black Space being Sebastian said, Um, no. Greenway is a third-line guy like Susie. Greenway just brings that physical element that a, fa that a fast team needs. He has stood up for players like 97 for cheap shots. Both are very replaceable, but the guy who stands up for teammates is the locker room guy. Keep Greenway over Susie. Look at ya. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm teasing you. Definitely. Uh, in the past, Greenway was... Greenway seemed to, like, shy away from physicality, even though he has the ability to beat the crap out of people. That's what got frustrating in the past for me with Greenway. But I suppose it is what it is. Susie's replaceable. Greenway could be replaceable as well. I, I don't know. Well, for now, he's on the Minnesota Wild, so we'll just have to leave that as is. With that said, I'll now shut up, let you guys get back to your day, and I guess I'll get back to mine. Maybe hit a lake or a pool or something. Might as well, as uh, my birthday week is wrapping up, unfortunately, very quickly. And then uh, back to the hellhole. Well, hopefully it's not too hellhole-ish. It shouldn't be. It hasn't been that bad, but occasionally it is. Nobody likes nobody likes their job in this day and age unless they get to do podcasting for a living, which sounds a little far-fetched unless you're really, really, really lucky. But I'm going to keep doing it, damn it, because I'm doing it for you, baby. No, and I enjoy doing it as well, very much so. Thank you so much for all of you that have been a part of this show. I'm going to keep her coming. Hopefully there's some more news coming out. Shout-outs to MNW Prospects, Mr. Pavel Burnett, Merrick Skyba. 
Justin Bakke, Brandon Quast, awesome, awesome guys. We love to cover the Minnesota Wild prospects and look at the future and hope for the best with it. It just keeps you, it keeps you feel, feeling encouraged, or at least we hope so, as the cupboards have filled up a bit the past few years, thanks to Paul Fenton and Bill Guerin, and of course Judley, Judd Brackett at the end of the day. Also, again, shout out to Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, David Costick, Chance Costick, uh, Chad Wolski, Kathy Main, David Abraham, Michael Feck, you guys are great. Uh, guys and gals are great. Uh, Minnesota Wild Nation, Patrick Turner, awesome pages. Thank you very much. Those are on Facebook. Thank you always for that. Derek Felska, at Crease and Assist for the Sports Daily. Uh, just love meeting as many of you as I can. Thank you. Uh, again, Brian Herrera, guys like that out there. Jay Bushy, Tom Hayen. No lightning round yet. Maybe maybe there'll be one for the next show. Always miss Tom Hayen when he's not available, but understand we're all busy sons of biscuits. We're not just uh, sitting on our butts, uh, staring at the computer screen, hoping Brave the Wild pops up. I understand that. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> I just love to see when a new podcast does pop up. That's why I refresh my iPod or my Android phone over and over and over and over again during the day, hoping to see something pop up because when it does, I'm very happy at the end of the day. Uh, uh, with that said, sorry for snapping my lips so loud. Wishing all of you a nice rest of the summer. Sucks that it's almost over already. It's freaking crazy, man. Uh, hope the smoke goes away and hopefully when the smoke clears, Kirill Kaprizov, Kevin Fiala are still here or there's a trade that makes the wild way the hell better. Until next time, we'll talk about it then, and God bless.